Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, back again with another episode for you guys. And as always, I am so grateful that you guys are here with me this week and every week. So welcome back if you've been listening. And if this is your first time listening, then welcome. Um, So this week, I really wanted to talk about Britney Spears. Um, As some of you may know, she... They recently came out with a documentary about her called um, The New York Times Presents Framing Britney Spears, and I believe it's on Hulu. Um, I'm, if you don't have Hulu, I think it might be on some other platforms as well. A lot of people are talking about this right now, and yesterday I just decided to randomly watch it while I was eating dinner, and I have never seen anything so heartbreaking in my life, especially, like, for me, like, I'm a 90s baby, like, I grew up listening to Britney Spears, like, I used to sing and dance to, like, Oops, I Did It Again, and, like, you know, I, I just, I loved her music, and, like, I was so inspired by her when I was a kid because I really wanted to be, like, this Britney Spears type of pop star, like, you know, I'm a Sagittarius Midheaven, and like I said, like, I always had this, like, weird sort of desire to be, like, famous on some level, and that's definitely changed a lot as I've gotten older and have changed, but when I was a kid, like, I wanted to be, like, this singing and dancing pop star and tour the world and do all this stuff, and after watching this documentary, like, oh my god, you guys, like, the, there's so, so much to unpack here, like, I don't even know, but I guess before I get into it, um, if you haven't seen it, basically the reason everyone's talking about Britney Spears and why there's a documentary about her right now um, is basically because if some of you remember, there was a whole incident back in 2007 where she basically had this very public sort of like mental breakdown, I guess, Um where she, you know, she shaved her head, she used an umbrella and smashed a paparazzi's car window, or I don't even know if it was paparazzi, it could have been anyone, but she was, she smashed in a car window with her um, umbrella, and it was a very public thing, and everyone saw it, and everyone really sort of judged her for it, and scrutinized her, and um, there was just a lot going on with that, and so after all this stuff happens, of course she had to go to court, And, um, what ended up happening was the court deemed her to not be mentally fit to make any decisions for herself with her money or, you know, business or do anything. They were like, you're too mentally unstable to take care of yourself. So they placed her under a thing called a conservatorship, which is, um... Basically, from what I understand based on this documentary, it's something that's often used for, like, elderly people who, you know, probably have dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever and can't actually, like, literally cannot make their own decisions for themselves. And so, they placed Britney Spears under under this conservatorship with her father being the conservator. And so, basically, he gets to make all the decisions for, you know, what she does career-wise um, what she does with her money. I think he even gets, like, a really big cut of her money, too, which is crazy. And there's been all this kind of drama about, like, what's going on with her. And, um, yeah, it's just, there's, like, a lot. And this whole documentary, it kind of, it takes you back to, like, where she got her start and what it was like for her being this, like, teen pop sensation. And, oh, boy, like, I... 
guys, I was really upset watching this. Like, my heart literally breaks for Britney Spears. And again, like, like I said, like, I've always loved Britney since I was a little, little kid. And just seeing all this sort of pain and sexism and all this stuff she's had to endure, like, it's just heartbreaking. I think the biggest thing that irked, I mean, there's a lot of things going on with her that irk me, but I I remember watching this documentary and there's a part where it shows her doing an interview and they literally had the nerve to ask her, like, are you still a virgin? And then, of course, like, you know, because, I don't know, society was just so different back then and I think still has some of these problems, but at least we're a little more aware of it now. Um, she, she answered and said, like, yeah, I'm still a virgin and I'm waiting till marriage. And to me, that's just, like, disgusting. Like, I don't think any teenager, especially teenage woman, should have to answer to, you know, some creepy rando guy asking if she's still a virgin. And why does that matter? Like, you know, I, I feel like if, it, if she was a man, they wouldn't be asking her that question. But it showed that even on the other end of it, you know, she was dating Justin Timberlake for a little while, and, you know, there they showed an interview with him where the interviewer asked him, like, oh, did you have sex with Britney Spears? And he almost, like, I think he, like, almost kind of didn't answer based on his response, and then he did, and he was like, well, yeah, you know I did, and, like, they were, like, celebrating him like he was this, like, god-king hero, and I, luckily, I, I think Justin Timberlake recently came out with a whole... Instagram post like apologizing for his actions and blah 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 which good on him but just the amount of sexism that was shown to her was just like unreal you guys um but I promise this episode is not just me talking about all my feelings about Britney Spears I'm actually gonna be unpacking some of the astrology behind Britney and her chart but I just think these topics are really important to talk about um, the other thing that really bothered me too is I think the whole reason she was placed under this conservatorship was because, like, I just think she's a celebrity and everything is so public. And I don't know, I just, I kind of feel like maybe if she wasn't famous, like, this, it wouldn't have had to go this far. Um, and to be honest, I do think maybe if she wasn't famous, like, she wouldn't have, I mean, maybe she would have still had had the same sort of, like, mental breakdown. Um, I don't even know if that's, like, the right words to use. I really don't want to offend anybody with this, but, um, you know, I don't know. I feel like if she wasn't famous, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what would have happened, but I do feel like a lot of this stuff was just because, again, it, it, she's just a very public person. And the other thing that bothers me too is everyone judging her and shaming her. At least there was a lot of that during, during that time. And, you know, it's funny because after watching the documentary, it's like, from a, a realistic standpoint, you know, she had just had, you know, her kid, like, one of her first kids, and on top of that, this guy that she was with, Kevin Federline, who she apparently loved a lot, um, you know, he left her, and then she lost custody of her kids, and, um, you know, they even said in the documentary, like, she may have, she may have even been struggling with postpartum depression, and I know... Okay, like, I don't have kids, but from the people that I do know with kids and from the stuff that I do know about having kids, um, you know, postpartum depression is, like, no joke. Like, that's really heavy, and a lot of women struggle so much with that. And I just can't imagine, 
have like being under the pressure of like having to deal with this thing that just happens when you have kids sometimes and then on top of that like you have all these paparazzi following you and watching your every move and like it showed her with the paparazzi and like these people like they literally can't like move and like get through crowds because there's just people watching them all the time and um you could tell too like she was definitely like scared you know and i think you know, it's funny because they showed her, like, when she was younger before she had kids and she was just, like, normal and happy and, like, friendly and, you know, she would talk to paparazzi and, like, she would smile. And then it just showed the difference of, like, you know, after she had she had her kids and, you know, she was just, like, you could tell she was so scared and so anxious. She did not want to be bothered with them. Um, and I think a lot of it really was, like, I think she was afraid of, like, the safety of her children. Like, who wouldn't be? Like, if you had all these, like, random creepy guys like you know standing around you trying to get pictures and you're just trying to like get to your car with your kid in your arms like it's just crazy and then I think I'm not certain about this but I think there was a part in it too where you know it, it talked about the press giving her shit because she like tripped and like almost dropped her baby while getting into a car and it's like I don't know I think the issue with that was just they were all trying to be like oh look at what a bad mom she is but like dude if it, like she can't freaking walk because you're all surrounding her and I just, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about this, you guys. Um, and again, you guys can watch it. It's on Hulu. It's probably floating around the internet, too, if you don't have Hulu. But I recommend people watch it because I think, um, you know, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just have this natural tendency to, to act like celebrities aren't people because they're more privileged or they have more money or whatever. But I think no matter what career path you go down, like, there's always going to be something about it that just, you know, has that downside, and I think regardless of, you know, her public status, whether she has millions of dollars or not, or whether she's famous or not, like, you know, we're all human at the end of the day, and I I think, you know, we all need to have those basic human needs met, and I think we all need privacy, and we all need space and freedom, and... Britney Spears, like, I I hope, I think I did see something in my research that there is something going on with conservatorship where he won't be in control of her anymore. I'm not certain about that. You guys can do your own research. But I I do hope all of this does have a good outcome for her because it's just heartbreaking. Um, And again, maybe this is my empathic side coming out. But I I do feel really, really bad for her. And I think the way she's been treated all these years has just been so unfair. And I'm glad that people are waking up and society is changing. And, you know, we're slowly but surely, I think, starting to make these changes. But, um, yeah, I I feel really bad for her. So, anyways, now that my my 10-minute rant about how much my heart breaks for her is over... um, I wanted to kind of talk about some of the astrology behind Britney Spears and what was going on with her because naturally when I was watching this documentary and they're talking about her shaving her head and all this stuff, um, my first thought as an astrologer was like, okay, well, how old was she during that time and what was going on? Um, And so, of course, when this happened, um, I did have the years mixed up, so I thought this happened in 2008. Apparently, it happened in 2007, um, but it doesn't really matter. Basically, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay, so she was about 30 years old um, when this happened, and of course, that was the time of her Saturn return. Now, I'm not, I haven't done all the work to actually see if, like, 
her Saturn return had officially started um, right around the time this happened, but I kind of don't think it matters, which I feel like is probably a sin for me to say as an astrologer, only because I think with Saturn returns, I think the energy... It's, it's like Mercury retrograde. Like, when Mercury retrograde happens, there's the shadow. And so I think I have this theory, anyways, that there is a similar a similar thing that sort of happens when, um, with, with, with anything, like Saturn returns. I, I think even if she hadn't officially started her Saturn return, I think the energy of that Saturn return was all sort of leading up to just, you know, whatever happened. Or at least I think even, like, how do I put it? I think regardless of what had happened, it was kind of like the aftermath and all that stuff was kind of about, like, what she sort of had to reflect on or figure out based on her Saturn return. Does that make sense? I'm not sure if that makes sense. But either way, I think all of this was kind of going in the same direction, I guess is what I'm really trying to say. Um, So yeah, I have Brittany's chart here. And then... I couldn't find an exact date for when she had shaved her head, um, but I, okay, okay, cool. So, um, I couldn't find an exact date, but there was one article that was like, you know, it's the anniversary of this, and it said February 19th, which I thought was weird considering this documentary is coming out, and, um, on top of that, it's like, I don't know, um... It's just, like, it's. It, I guess it's interesting to me how it's all happening around the same time. So, I pulled up the transits of that, um, which, based on this, now that I'm thinking about it, it doesn't look like Brittany had actually started her Saturn return just yet um, in 2007. Okay, so, this is Mercury retrograde at its finest right now, so I thought... Because I had my years mixed up yesterday, I thought Brittany was, like, closer to 30 in 2008. And then I realized she was only 26 when all this happened. But, so, and even now that I'm looking at her chart, too, I'm noticing, like, okay, so Saturn wasn't really at her return just yet. Because Saturn was in Leo during this time, according to the chart that I'm looking at. So, it was transiting her 11th house. And... That's okay, um, because I realized the other major thing that was going on with her, because I, I made a another podcast episode about this, um, you can go back and listen to it, but um, I made I made a whole episode about, like, the astrology of your 20s, um, so you can go listen to that if you want to hear more, but, so she was in her late 20s, and what happens in your late 20s is you do have Uranus trining your natal Uranus, so... Um, or transiting Uranus, trying your natal Uranus. And so what that can do is, because Uranus is all about freedom and into being independent and wanting to, like, break free. And so I can totally see now why she sort of did the things that she did, because with that transit, um, there's just a strong desire to literally, like, break free from everything um, that may have, may have been holding you back, and when there's a trine there, that makes it, like, very rapid, um, so I can definitely see how that probably would have played into this, um, especially, too, like, in her natal chart, Britney Spears has, um, a third house stellium, 
and it's all in Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is a very freedom-loving sign. Like, they like their independence. They don't like being bossed around or told what to do. Like, they like to feel free. And I think Brittany was just, she just had so much pressure. Like, there was, like, all this stuff going on with her personally, whether that was, like, postpartum depression and then her husband leaving her and not being able to see her kids. And, again, just the buildup of that with, you know, paparazzi and, you know, the public just kind of being up your ass all the time. Like, I I really don't blame her for doing what she did. Um, I think the saddest thing, too, is I also read that she actually revealed why she shaved her head. And it was literally just because she was tired of people touching her hair. Like, how sad is that? Um... I don't know. The whole thing is heartbreaking to me. But anyways, um, and on top of that too, guys, she also has her moon in Aquarius, which Aquarius is another very independent, very freedom-loving sign. My rising is in Aquarius, and I know for me, like, I, I hate feeling confined to anything. Like, it literally, like, gives me anxiety. And I just think with all that in her chart, like, that just must have been a lot. Um, The other thing I'm seeing here, too, is she had Jupiter and Pluto um, in her third house, like, transiting her third house. Um, And I think that could also kind of maybe cause someone to really just kind of explode because Pluto is all about transformation and getting rid of things that aren't serving you. And it's about that, like, that death, that metamorphosis. Um, Add Jupiter to that equation. Jupiter expands whatever it touches And so I think the combination of those in her third house, which the third house rules the mind and your thoughts. So I feel like that would have just really, I can see how that would be just a recipe for everything that would have happened or did happen. Um, You know, because I feel like with those two planets there, it's just amplifying everything. Um, What else do we see here? Um, So we had Jupiter and Pluto transiting her third house in Sagittarius. Um, interesting. And then she has Jupiter, the ruler of Sagittarius, in her second house of money and finances, which is interesting because all of this led to her conservatorship, where she basically lost control of her money and finances. Um, and on top of that, too, she has, um, it looks like Mars was actually in conjunction with her Venus and Capricorn in the fourth house. Um which I think also has a lot to do with her shaving her head because Mars is all about action, getting things done. It's like momentum and movement, vitality. Venus, on the other hand, is um, it's the opposite of that, but it's it's more about like, you know, beauty and aesthetics. And so I could totally see how she had an issue with like people touching her hair, that the energies of what was going on that day would have really driven her to go ahead and, like, shave her head, um, you know, that's, that's the combination, like, her shaving her head herself is the combination of Mars, that action-oriented planet, with Venus, um, the planet of beauty, um, and I think it being in the fourth house is really telling, too, because I, I think, you know, she shaved her head because she wanted people to stop touching her and leave her alone, like, she wanted to be left in her own solitude, like, she had that desire to just be private and not have all these people touching her, so I think even the fourth house aspect of it is, um, very interesting, and, um, even actually looking at it now, too, so these planets were in Capricorn, and the ruler of that is Saturn, which she has Saturn in her first house, um, 
And so the first house is all about your physical appearance and how you look. So with that transit, that shows directly where the outcome would have been. Um, wow. Um, yeah, so there is just a lot going on here. Um, yeah, and I think, again, it it's interesting. Like, she, she so she wasn't at her Saturn return yet, but... Um, you know, that happened a few years later, and Saturn is in her first house in Libra, um, which I have this placement, not in Libra, but in Aries, actually, but it is in my first house, and from what I've, what I've heard about Saturn Returns is that, um, or not Saturn Returns, but just Saturn Returns in the first house specifically is that it kind of just affects everything, and so I think her Saturn Return must have had a lot to do with, you know, her relationships and, um, you know, how she, she gets, she presents herself to the world. There's just a lot going on here. Um, yeah, so that's the astrology, I guess, as far as, um, that day specifically and her shaving her head. Um, I'm not seeing anything really so much about the conservatorship exactly. Um, I might have to do some more thinking on that one. But let's see here. I don't know. I guess just with her chart in general. Um, first of all, I love that she's a Libra ascendant with Cancer Midheaven. Um, just because, like, you you can see it. Like, when you look at her interviews or see her on stage, um, the Midheaven is all about your public persona. It's how you're presented to the world. And I think Britney Spears has always had this um, image of the way she's represented as, like, America's sweetheart type of thing. Um, and I think that Cancer Midheaven is so fitting in a way because Cancer is just this very nurturing, very motherly sign. And it's even a little bit like shy and reserved. And I think when you look at Britney in interviews, you do see a lot of that, like that little bit of shyness. But like, I feel like you can tell that she's very caring and very sweet. And, um, that's just like the way she comes off. And then if you met her in person, I mean, she equally has like this very charming ascendant in Libra. Um, you know, every Libra ascendant I've always known is very well dressed and very, um, very, how do I put it? Like they just always look at, and they're so sweet and so charming. And so I feel like Britney Spears is just one of those people where you just meet her and you can't help but like not like her. Um, especially with all her Sagittarius placements, which, Sag- like, having a lot of Sagittarius placements, especially Sagittarius on the Ascendant or Midheaven, is very common for people who are famous because Sagittarius just naturally gets lucky with a lot of things. And also, um, Sagittarius tends to be a very insecure sign, so that insecurity sort of, um, pushes them to, uh, like, be better and be the best at everything they do. And then because they have luck on their side with Jupiter, um, they do get very lucky with that. And they're also just because they're generally so happy and optimistic, like people like to be around that kind of energy. So it's very likable. Um, also it's interesting too, and not that this really matters, but like, I find this is just an observation I'm having right now. Um, because most Libra rising people that I, I know, like they tend to look good all the time. And like, I'm just thinking now about how a lot of the time, like, we do see a lot of paparazzi photos of, like, Britney Spears just, like, chilling in sweats and, like, she's not always, like, this person who's, like, dolled up all the time. And she doesn't have to be either. I know, like, there's this thing about celebrities and women in particular about how they have to, like, you know, look good all the time. And really, we don't. That's just sexism. 
Um, but just from my own astrological observation I'm having here, I noticed that she has her Saturn in the first house and I also have Saturn in the first house. And I wonder if the reason we see her in like sweatpants and stuff all the time is because like Saturn is like very minimal. And I wonder, I have, like, I just have to wonder if she's like me at all, because I know for me, like I love just throwing on jeans and a t-shirt and a sweatshirt or like just wearing sweatpants. Like I'm all about that life. And I'm very, like, minimal with my appearance. Like, I'm not one of those people that, like, enjoys, um, you know, like, spending hours, like, in the morning doing my hair and makeup. Some women love that or some people love that, but um, I am not one of those people. You know, I'm like, let's just brush my teeth and throw on some clothes and get it over with. Um, So I have to really wonder if Brittany is kind of like that as well. Um, And then with Pluto there, too, I just imagine she's always trying to, like, reinvent herself or um change her identity which again kind of like throws me back to when she had like the pink wig she was wearing all the time and like you know doing a british accent and all this like funny stuff um and i think a lot of her quirky like fashion sense that she's had comes from like her aquarius moon for sure and that's in the fifth house so that gives a very like playful attitude to like um just, like, how she approaches her emotions and how she deals with things. Um, oh, shoot. I'm trying to think if I'm seeing anything else here. She also has her North Node in her 10th house, placing, like, a very big emphasis on her career, um, for sure. Like, because the North Node is kind of about... It's kind of about where you're going in life, um, whereas, like, the south node is more about, like, your past lives and what you've had to learn from that. Um, and so just with that that north node in her 10th house alone shows that there's, like, a very big emphasis on um, her karma and, like, you know, where she's supposed to be in this world. So this just tells me that she was kind of, like, destined in a way to be in the spotlight for sure. Um, no doubt about that. Um, what else am I seeing here? She also has Chiron in Taurus in her eighth house, which is about debt, um, and other people's money. So I do wonder if maybe that is somehow tied in with her conservatorship. Um, I'd have to pull up a different chart if I wanted to look at, like, the potential outcome of all this. It would also probably be kind of hard to find, um, a natal chart for her conservatorship because... Um, how do I put it? Just because, like, I don't know, like, there, I don't know if there's actually a set date for when all of this was, like, put into action. Maybe if there was, like, a set date for, like, when this went to court, um, maybe I'd have to do some digging for that. But for the most part, that's really all I'm seeing from this chart at the moment. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, I hope you learned something from it, maybe, or just enjoyed listening to it. I love kind of doing these deep dives on, like, pop culture and um, celebrities and, um, you know, just current events. This is, like, something new I've been doing recently. If you follow me on Instagram, which if you're not following me, you totally should, at Whitney the Space Witch. Um, I'm kind of not really posting anything so much right now because Mercury is retrograde. Um, But once Mercury goes direct on the 21st, you will definitely be hearing from me on there. But in the meantime, you should totally follow me to stay updated. Um, But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun looking at these charts, and I hope you guys like listening to them. Um, 
But yeah, with all that being said, um, free Brittany and, uh, I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast. Don't forget, you are so much more than your sun sign. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes. Um, it means the absolute world to me and it helps the show like you would not believe. So with all that being said, um, yeah, I will catch you guys next week on the Space Witch Podcast. <laughs>